them all around. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome back. This to the Friday edition of Down and Dirty. I'm one of your hosts, Mario Nunez, alongside my broadcast partner. Good morning, Mario. John Dingfelder. How are you, sir? Johnny D, how are you feeling, man? How you was your, your week? got your Dragon alumni shirt today. I'm going to be attending an event just after this with uh, some Dragon alumni. And, you know, this this year marks 50 years, which is impossible for me to oh, imagine. Remind us who the Dragons are. The Dragons are the Jefferson Dragons, as it were. There we go, class of 2001. I'm looking at them right there. I'm class of 76. You know, the, the original three is schools. That old Jefferson. He buried that I'm class of 76. How about Jefferson that? Very the Jefferson. No, that's the new Jefferson, which has now been in existence longer than the old Jefferson. Hard to believe, right? There you go. But how about this one? Uh, 50 years ago, fall of, of August of 73, the school on Cyprus opened its buildings, mm -hmm. opened its doors to, to three classes, right? 73. 73. So I'm class of 76. It's impossible for me to believe that it it's been 50 years, you five like decades. the first class in that building. They graduated all three years attending school at that building. Very, very cool. It is kind of cool. So that's why I'm wearing my alumni shirt. And what are you wearing, by the way? What am I wearing? It's I a don't shirt. even know. Under, you, I'm, you're the under man, I'm the man in black. I he like has it. to protect the I house. like it. He Johnny just, Cash. He, he just got up and came down here this morning. Listen, we're glad that you guys are there listening to us today because we've got a special show, a couple of, couple of guests in studio. We're going to be talking all things City of Tampa as it pertains to the budget. And Which, more. And, well, and much, much more. The youngster today woke up on the wrong side of the bed. So if I you did. guys, if you guys leaning indeed. in, turn, turn your radio up right about now. Cause, uh, Jason Marlowe, who's our engineer, chief engineer behind the other side of the board here, I can almost see the top of his yeah, head. There. I, hey, Jason. I, I got, I got, uh, I got two. Two barrels loaded for, for two terrible, terrible, terrible ought, elected ought officials something, right now. Ought something in his gun belt, and he's got more. I understand. So you yes. know, if he runs out with the two. I'm like Rambo with the, the M240. He's coming out of the water. Are we doing our pet peeves this I think morning? Yes, we, we are. I think we should. We always start off with our pet peeves. Right. It's Friday. Jason, so go I'm going to be very candid. Uh, but yesterday, for those who aren't familiar, we almost lost all funding for the arts in Hillsborough County. Uh, Donna Cameron Cepedo, who, like, I guess she woke up and remembered she was a county commissioner this morning or yesterday morning. She went after the $3 million, which is paltry compared to, you know, the funding that our, our local artists and nonprofits could use to, you know, serve as a better economic engine for our region. She tried to kill all of it. And it took dedicated citizens and four quality county commissioners to stop her. We came a razor's edge away from losing all the funding in the arts what, in the county. What, was, very what scary. was her basis for offering she this? She wanted to use that money for infrastructure improvements. Now, I just see. consider, at $3 million, City of Tampa just the other day said it cost about approximately a million dollars for a mile of sidewalk. So three miles of sidewalk versus all of the funding for the arts in our county. That's Gasparilla Arts Festival. That's Gasparilla Music Festival. That's tons that's of you know, Tampa Theater, New and Tampa you, Players. What's the ROI you, on that $3 million? I don't and know. You, and you like said, $21 million. Thank you. And you said that uh, Ken Hagen stepped up? Uh, yeah, Ken Hagen stepped up. The Cultural Assets Commission is his baby. He helped start that you know, in film commission, the Paleozoic era when he first started his career, and uh, he he fought for it valiantly. And to his enormous credit, he stood with normal. You know, he he reminds us what normal Republicans look like uh, with uh, Pat Kemp and uh, Harry Glenn Cohen Myers and, and Harry Cohen. Cohen. Yes, credit all right. to all four. All right, good job, Big you're, John. Uh, you're up. I'm up. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. This is uh, beauty before age. So so I'm. How about Spectrum? Can we talk about Spectrum for just a couple of minutes? <laughs> Can we talk about Spectrum and, and ESPN and Disney? Can we talk about right at the beginning of football season, they want to pull the plug, and now Spectrum, 
you know, is not providing us with that content and because yeah. they're claiming that they're, you know, sideways with Disney and henceforth uh, they want to try to keep our bills down, which I don't know how they do that because it doesn't happen regardless. But, you know, I went with Spectrum because I can get 636, I can get TBA on that channel, and that's the only way I can watch the Tampa Native show on my big 55. So I'm wondering, Spectrum, really? At this point in time? So... The question is, do you need to watch the Tampa Data Show after you just made it? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. It's like going back and listening to this show. You know, you want to critique I'm yourself. I'm just teasing no, you. Of course. I listen to the show after See? we make the show. Well, yeah, you make the cake. You want to taste the cake after you've made the cake, right? There make sure go. that everything went well. So you're taking your cake so and you're eating my, it too? My, my, mother and spectrum. I, my mother and I came across the Tampa Data Show the other day on her TV, and she said, who's that cute man? Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. There you go. I appreciate it. Jay, What's, what's, what got stuck in your car? I said week? it was your guest uh, that was uh, on that day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Savage. Bing. Love it. Where's my bell? Here it is. Oh. Where's my bell? What's your, uh, what's your, what got stuck in your crawl this uh, week, you know Johnny? Uh, nothing, nothing stuck in my crawl. A lot of things to be thankful for. That hurricane, Ooh. that hurricane came, came by. Blew us a kiss. And blew us a kiss. And we're all just so lucky again and again and again. Um, but it reminds us that the world is warming. And oh my gosh. And we got to be ready for it because we're not going to be so lucky someday. But anyway, I don't want to be doom and gloom. No, just it's Friday. Just made reservations to go visit my, my grandchildren. That's happening. A couple of weeks from now. In New uh, York. Yeah, I'm excited about good, that. Good, yeah, good, good. go. It's all good. All right. Good. Listen, Jace, want to rock and roll? Yeah, I'll, be very, I'll be very quick. Just fooey on Jane Castor. And we're gonna we're gonna end it. With, I'm gonna end my pet peeves with that. But just the audacity to take shots at Sandy Freeman as she did yesterday, just genuinely undignified. And I guess we will. Uh, with that, we will sort of make a, a little bit of a segue. I guess. Hit it. Hit it. Start. All the- right. Well, we've got some fantastic guests here today. Uh, Mario. Uh, uh, we have Patrick Montega, who's the uh, owner and CEO and president and editor and everything else at La Gazeta newspaper which just uh, last year celebrated its 100th anniversary. Patrick, well. Standing O, standing O. Yeah, we are are thrilled to have you. And uh, uh, Patrick uh, writes a column following in his father and grandfather's footsteps, writes a column every week called As We Heard It. And Patrick has his ear to the ground. And uh, and we're going to talk about a lot of things uh, this week. Well, and I'm I'm thankful that we have Mayor Jane Castor because she gave me a lot to write about. Her <laughs> past, you, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, five it's years, nice, four nice years to have uh, you know a villain in the town that you can write about. And know? here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get enough of Bob Buckhorn, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob, uh, yeah. I'm okay with Bob, but yeah. <laughs> and we also have Stephanie Pointer in the studio. Stephanie is for those of you who aren't familiar, what SOG is. Uh, the Sogs live south of Gandhi, and Seventy is the queen of the Sogs, and uh, and as of last year or the year before, it became. <laughs> just, that doesn't sound. I just got to be honest with you. Like we're gonna stop for a second. That doesn't sound great. Like I feel like you deserve better than to be the queen of the Sogs. Like what? Queen are, of the Sogs. The queen of the Sogs. They're a primordial people. They escaped the swamp, she and is, now she is leading. You know, Sogs. We'll talk Sog. about it when we when we get Stephanie on. But Sogs have have not been treated well over the years. This is true. And Stephanie stepped up uh, four or five years ago and just gave the Sogs a voice. And uh, and and then somebody convinced her to get involved in FAN, which is Tampa Homeowners Association of Neighborhoods. 
And uh, now she's president of all the neighborhoods in the city of Tampa. Welcome, Stephanie Pointer. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hold on. We got a mic problem. Do we? Check one, two, check. Try check it again, one, two. Steph. <clears throat> yeah, no, that little. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can. Fine. Yeah. Stay close to the mic. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm president of Than. I'm here speaking as Stephanie Pointer, not the president of Than. Okay. Because we, we have to we we have to vote on things in order to be organization leaders. Um, and so unlike Patrick, who can say what he wants to say because he's the boss, um, I have to rein it in and keep keep uh, remembering that I only represent myself in these situations. Well, you're the boss of the household of your household. Oh, absolutely. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And congratulations, sending off your first child, your oldest child to college this week. Yes. Well, he's moved to the dorm and um, in good in good graces. Steph, are you an original song? Are you original South of Gandhi? Did you go to Robinson? No, High no, I, I'm, I am a product of all over the place. Okay, I'm a single mom who moved all over the place. We, my husband's act uh, was active duty military, and we moved to um, we moved to McDill twelve eleven and a half years ago. There you go. So he's retired now, and I. Aggravate. Listen, the community's coming back. I mean, I know it gets maligned a lot. And, you know, there's, there's south of Gandhi, there's north of Gandhi, Nog, mm -hmm. and then there's south of Kennedy, right? And there's a, I mean, there's a whole bunch of funny acronyms that, that decipher the code and you know where people are from. But the truth of the matter is that community down there in Port of Tampa is also it's just coming back. You know, it's starting to... Very much so. Yeah. We've so. had a lot of development in the last four years. So, um, it, but the the nice part about it is that we are gathering a community that is willing and able and feels comfortable speaking up for themselves. And that's where the that's where the rubber meets the road, right? Yes. The activism within the community itself. So the squeaky the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Stephanie, we're so proud of everything you do in Kudos the community. Kudos to Stephanie. Here. Kudos Patrick, to Stephanie. What happened this week? Well, um, city council showed some backbone and uh, and uh, stared down the mayor over a, a huge increase in um, property taxes. What, she, what was she looking for? You know, she wanted a, a, a 30% gain in property tax collections from last year to this year. She was looking for a mill increase. Um, you know, and a lot of people don't understand property taxes. They don't understand how this thing works. And so, you know, generally you should start off with the premise that, you know, if we kept the same revenues as we had the year before, you know, that, that's keeping the budget the same. And then if you want to, you know, uh, you can increase it. And so uh, generally you start with a rollback rate is what you think about. And that's rolling back millage so you collect the same. Then after that, if you keep millage the same, then that's going to be an increase in property taxes because everybody knows in Florida, you know, values of properties are going up. And we're also having new construction, which brings on more property uh, taxes. And then and, and what she wanted was actually to add a mill. And adding a mill is rare anywhere in, in, in this state. You know, somebody somebody hold, hold one there. If she, had, if she had kept the status quo, uh -huh. okay, and without the mill increase, right. how much additional money would that have generated more than what they had last year? Well, I'll put it to you this way. So in 2022, uh, we collected uh, $312 million mm -hmm. uh, in property taxes. Had we kept the mill the same this year, we collect 351. A $40 million. A 12.3% increase. Yeah. She wanted an additional mill, which made it a 30.39% increase. 
And, and this is also not the entire city budget. This is a piece of the budget. They get taxes from your cell phones. They get yeah. taxes from your from uh, your uh, electric bill. Well, the they total get taxes from approach, everything. Approaches is almost two billion dollars. Well, uh, last year's actual amount of money we took in was. $2.3 billion, which is actually more than her proposed budget this year. But when you start to look at it, in 2019, I'm sorry, in 2018 through 19, we took in uh, as total revenue in the city $1.4 billion. Now we're at $2.3 billion. That's an increase of 54%. Jeez. And, and so the mayor said, this isn't enough. I got to have more increase. And so it, it really is just managing your money i mean you know we all have homes you know we, we know that we could you know the, the 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 you want a new coat of paint you want a new pool uh you you want to, to put some terrazzo on the decking but you have to pick and choose what you want if you got a leaky sink you fix that first in this case you want we've been spending money on some some you know projects that really aren't needed the the one the 120 million dollars we just spent on uh on hannah avenue an administration building was um, um, you know, money we could have spent on roads. The Taj, Taj Mahal and Hannah. Mario, this, this increase was at a time when other things are going up. Like what? Everything. Every, well, thank you. You know? Yeah, everything. Like, like uh, util utilities, electric bill. Rent. Rent. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, you know, we all have you, young people in our lives, right? I mean, your, your daughter, my, our sons. I'm, I'm right here. And, 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 and the whipper, I'm, I'm literally right and here. And the whippersnapper that I can't see, but I can hear. He's you on the other side of the panel. I'm wondering, to be honest, how they, you know, look at this. Because, okay, so my, my theory on all of this is that we just keep printing more money. And, and we keep devaluing the dollar, so the dollar doesn't represent anything. $5 to us back when we were young whippersnappers was a significant amount of money. We could fill up our gas tank and probably still have a couple dollars left to go get lunch at Mickey D's. Now $20 represents that $5, and it means like the $100 is like the $20 used to be. I'm just wondering, at what point does this stop? $5 was, I think, my allowance. What, what do you give your okay. kids, Steph? Well, that's what we got when what we cut the you, grass. Way, with way, a couple, more, way more than 5 When we cut the neighbor's <laughs> yard, we, we, we were happy with a 5 Dollar with a fin with a fin right with a five dollar bill. There you go. And, and now you can't even do anything with you that. You know five. what blows my mind? When I was a kid, I thought like a million dollars would buy you like the world's biggest mansion. And then I read like just yesterday in Manatee County, like last year, for a major intersection, it was a million dollars for one stoplight. One stop one. I'm like, okay. So like when I was a kid, I was like, I am the lap of luxury. A million dollars. I will never need money again. And now it's like one. Stoplight. Well, that's like okay. So we, so that's, that's Austin Powers. That's that's Doctor Evil. One million. Yeah. <laughs> they all laugh at One him. million dollars. What do you mean? Been asleep for fifty years? Uh -huh. Mario, are we taking calls today? We are taking calls today, and we've already got a couple of callers. We see you there, callers. Hang tight, because we're coming at you in a minute. But let me give you that number in case you don't know what it is by now. It's eight one three two three nine nine six six three. You can email us DJ at WMNF.org. I'm standing by, so I'll be getting your emails. Or you can text us. As I say it each and every week, that's what the kids are doing today. They're texting at 813-433-0885. We want to hear from you. This is a very important topic today that we're discussing, and so, we need your input. So we had an unusual phenomenon um, in regard to this uh, budget hike or, or tax hike that Mayor Castor wanted. Um, and that is, Patrick, you wrote against it. Mm -hmm. The Tampa Bay Times editorialized against it, I think, once or twice, 
Stephanie, you are also the cha- uh, the vice chair, perhaps, no, or I'm just you're okay. You're in. Committee. You're a member of the of the city council. Bud- Citizens at Budget, budget Advisory, advisory committee. committee, something like that. I just call it the Budget Committee. That's seven seven of you, and you voted, majority voted against the mayor's tax hike. So, Patrick, wh- why did you opine against it? And, and Stephanie, talk to us in a minute about the times in your group. Opine. You know, you, you should look at, 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 at government uh, over the span of a few years and take a look at it. So we've been having increases in revenue that are pretty steady. And I know that we've been spending some money on projects that are pretty but not necessarily necessary. And I know that our mayor has been ignoring roads and hopes that we would get some special tax and that way she could afford all the pretty projects. But she counted her chickens before they were hatched. And so she spent all the, the, the money we had on pretty projects. And then she comes back and says there's an emergency issue with roads. The other thing is I know that we have a tax coming up next year that we would like to, I I think would be wise to renew, the CIT tax. It's helped build a lot of libraries. Community improvement tax. We passed it 29 years ago. Yeah, it built a stadium. It built a whole lot of things uh, in this town. And and to me, it's a better tax down the road because 30% of the people who pay for it don't live here. Uh, they're tourists, and it would help all the governments, and, and they all kind of hook together. So the Tampa fixing its roads doesn't really work if Hillsborough County doesn't fix its roads, and Temple Terrace and Plant City don't fix their roads. And what so, was the CIT? Was it one, one cent? Half, 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 half cent. cent. Half cent. And so I would hate to see us ruin that campaign by overtaxing Tampa uh, uh, residents this year. And so, to me, it was the wrong play. Also, I know that we've had some increases. We moved all of the stormwater money out of the city's general revenues. We create a special tax with it. And so, that's kind of like, you know, the Cold War ending. You should get a smaller army and and get some benefit. So, we moved it all out. But all of a sudden, we need more money, even though all those things are being paid by a separate tax. And so, when you look at it all, we were just spending without... over our means. Every year we were going to need 15, 20% more money at this rate. You can't live that way. Yeah. And so the city needs to rein in its spending. It needs to make better decisions. And, uh, and I think we can get these roads repaired. Um, I think that uh, we've got 400 people that she's hired in the last four years. They don't pick up garbage. They don't arrest people. They don't put out fires. These yeah. people move papers and, and think. And and I just don't know if I can afford that many which people are, moving are, papers and which thinking. Which are also the highest paid people. Mario, you've got some, a caller, then we'll get to you, Steph. <clears throat> Steph, hang on. We're going to get to these callers because they've been waiting for a minute, and today's topic is so hot. We're getting emails as well, so we'll be reading those in just a few minutes. Coming now to Enzo, in, to Enza, forgive me, in Tampa. Is that correct, Enzo? Are you there? Yes. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good, good morning, you. Enzo. Enza. I know Enza. Okay. <laughs> if you knew Enza. Enza, what, what say you on this topic today? Weigh in. Well, um, I, I hope this is all right because I heard your as of South of Gandy lady and she's in charge of neighborhoods, I think you said. Um, Stephanie is here, yes. Yep. And I thought maybe I should chime in on the Trader Joe's situation because it's uh, a real problem trying to get past Swan Avenue if you're heading across Del Mabry there. It's dangerous, and there's, it just seems ludicrous to me that that there's not some type of a protection there, maybe a, someone directing traffic, because it's 
very difficult to get past that store. And I'm wondering who the heck approved that. So well, as a, I, I, can, I can answer that, or maybe Stephanie can answer it, but I, I think I can answer it because I was around on council at that point. Um, that used to be a, a woman's exercise club. Louisa's. Louisa's Health Spot. Right. And so it was, and, and, and then they, so it was retail, okay, and then they came in and they never came to council. They didn't ask for a rezoning. They didn't ask for anything from city council. They went right through the administration, whichever administration it was at that point, and uh, and you know and, and were able to switch from the from that. They said they had adequate parking, and uh, you know, right. and, and we all know that that it didn't turn out that way. But in council's defense, it never came to city council. It was just an administrative decision to allow them to switch the use. And I think one of the problems that folks neglect to understand about that particular situation, it used to be three or four houses across the street. Well, they've torn all those down, they've done lot splits, and they've built huge houses across the street. So when it, initially when Trader Joe's went in there, the traffic was bad, but it wasn't horrific. But because of the lot splits and the, and the new folks living across the street, We've got, it's changed the dynamics of the neighborhood. It's Mad so, Max. Yeah. It's, it's basically it's, Mad Max I down mean, there. It's terrible. Enzo, it's good to hear from you. What else you got, Mario? Thank, thank you so much for your comment, <clears throat> Enzo. So, and, and if I could just weigh in on that, too, that, you know, just right there, there's a Chick-fil-A. And the Chick-fil-A, they, they pull somebody outside to direct traffic in the, the heavy business yeah. hours at noon. And then just down the street is Wright's Gourmet Shop, south, a little bit further south. And they had to put a bar barrier in the, in the roadway in the middle to keep people from making that left-hand turn to go east to go to Wright's off of Dale Mabry because it was just making a, quite a mess of traffic. So let's go to our next caller. That's what, that's what I have to say about all of that. And, and I tell you what, we've got to fix it. I just want to sandwich so, now. So <laughs> they're so oh good. So, so, Lynn, uh, I believe you're on the air with us. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Is this the Lynn we think we, who it is? Yes, uh, it is Councilwoman Lynn Hertak. Hey. Hey. hey! hey! Hit that bell. Hi, Our Lynn. Hero. Lynn, do you have any thoughts on this budget thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Lynn. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, um, y'all, uh, y'all said that I should, that I could call in this morning and I just wanted to say, uh, you know, that basically what you all said is, is what we, is what at least I was thinking. Um, I just, the amount of money we were bringing in was just so much that I couldn't justify raising people's taxes, um, to pay for things that we, we need, but we didn't. We didn't do ahead of time. And, you know, I, I really admire the mayor for wanting to fix everything. But it's just simply not realistic to be able to fix the entire city's backlog in eight years. And I really admire her ability to get the pipe program going, to do the stormwater. Those are things that we really needed to get done. But those have added taxes already to people. And so to add more taxes on top of that, uh, plus everybody's home values going up, uh, Tico, water, um, it's it just um, car insurance, got, you know, home insurance, everybody's home insurance has gone up. And it just, it just seemed kind of like the perfect storm. And as you all said, the fact that we did not get the offer transportation money is, is really awful. 
But that money was going to come from everyone who visited the county. Um, whether you live here or not, where this tax is simply going to be on the folks who live here. So, Lynn, uh, you know, we call ourselves down and dirty. So I'm going to, to throw something at you. It's very nice of you to say nice things about the mayor, a mayor who's, who worked very, very hard to try and get you not reelected, not elected to the position you were at three or four months ago. Spent, uh, she and her pack spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to defeat you. And fortunately, the citizens of, of Tampa, because you are citywide, saw through that and elected you a good person. Overwhelmingly. Might I add? Any comments? Um, I I think you have to give credit where credit's due. I mean, I don't disagree, but I still have to work with her for the next four years and her administration. And I mean, even before I was on council, I thought those were good ideas. Like, I don't have a problem taxing myself. I really don't. I I I'm one of those weird people that on tax day, I'm always thinking about the things that I'm happy to pay my taxes for, and I'm happy to pay for stormwater because we live in one of the worst possible places for um, storms. You know, uh, water levels coming up. Like, I'm happy to tax ourselves for pipes. We need that. I'm happy, and I not only voted for, but advocated for um, altered transportation both times. Well, listen, Lynn, Lynn uh, Stephanie is here, and during the meeting last Tuesday, Stephanie was telling me earlier that you were just leading the charge to make sure that this this tax hike did not pass. Stephanie, what do you guys Absolutely. say? Absolutely. Um, well, I, you know, I, I have to agree with Lynn. Um, bottom line is you come into this thinking, okay, we may have to pay a little bit more in taxes. Everybody's okay with that. What I was not okay with is don't tell me that you're going to hire 30 police and 30 fire and it's not in the budget. Don't tell me that you're going to spend all this money on paving when the same the paving budget has been the same since 2021 and all the way out through 2028 it's still sitting at 4.1 million. Don't tell me that you want to spend money on parks when you have no, you didn't spend the money you had last year. So, so you know, I, they dis have disingenuous. It, absolutely, one hundred and sixty-five thousand for a lobbyist liaison, half a million new, to renovate the position. lobby. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, come on, like we're we're talking almost a million dollars there on two. These are not even needs; these are like wants. You have to have a, to have a new lobby for a, a new lobbyist. Team mob. Yeah, not for not for city council building where all the people come and spend time in broken chairs. Right. Yeah, hold truly. On, hold on one second. Patrick's chomping at the bit. Pat. um you know, the, we're all political junkies. You know, we care about good government. We're also political junkies. What's the political ramification of all this? I mean, the mayor stuck her neck out. Uh, she seems like she's getting slapped back a few times recently. You know, quack, lame dog. Before this election, everybody loved Jane Castor. Her popularity was huge. I was probably one of, her, one of her few critics. I mean, I, I, I've had a problem with this administration for quite a while. Um, and, um, um, and so the last election cycle... 
she hurt herself. She came out as mean against Lynn and others and really manipulative, and, yeah. and, and it, 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 it hurt her. You know, there's people who were very supportive of her who are now a little bit standoffish. Bill Carlson and Jen Lynn Hertek. Well, but, right. but, but, yeah, I mean, but she had supporters who saw through her. You know, they thought she was a good person. All of a sudden, they see that her the way she was acting, and it, it was not a good way. This has hurt her even further because it made people dig so deep in the budget that we realized she has been writing checks to people and giving huge pay raises and hiring people left and right and doing the, the, the shiny projects and not the dirty uh, the down and dirty down stuff. and dirty stuff that we need. And so at the end of the day, I think people will look at these past four years and say they haven't been very good years. Luckily for us, we got sunshine. And and we got a great town, and people just come here, in spite of our and our, a Super Bowl and a Stanley Cup. I yeah. think that helped her too, to isn't, be honest. Isn't one of the things, Patrick, that that is a hallmark of a of a, a good community, a solid community where there's participation on all sides, is stewardship. <clears throat> forgive me, good stewardship, solid stewardship of the coffers, right? You know, you get sure. the, you get that tax money, and you want to make sure that you're you're doling it out where it needs to go. If you're joining us now. You're listening to Down and Dirty with Mario Nunez and John Dingfelder <clears throat> on WMNF Community Radio 88.5. Lynn, 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 we're going to bid her adieu because we've got another caller that we need to get to. But thank, thank you, Lynn, for all of your work and for calling us today and, and sharing your we'll, commentary. We'll have you on soon. Yeah, because I need help cutting $45 million. <laughs> we're going to find it. Pocket we'll change. You know Pocket we'll find it. Thank you very much. Patrick, you were about to say. Uh, just, just to kind of put this in perspective, in 2015, during Bob Buckhorn's uh, administration, the proposed budget was $876 million that he went to city council with. Wow. At that time, we had 371,000 people in the city of Tampa. The proposed budget this year... that. Castor went with is $1.92 billion, 119% increase from 2015. Our population during that time has grown 6.3%. We're not the county. It isn't like, oh my gosh, we've added 100,000 people. We really haven't had any people. And most of the development has been infill development, which actually makes it cheaper to deliver services when the whole block is full of houses as opposed to having holes in it. And so, you know, the the thought that this city had to double its budget and the population went up 7% is bizarre when you start to think about it. Yeah. Uh, we haven't doubled our police force. We haven't doubled this. Double, and I understand there's cost of living increases, but we all have them. And, and we far stripped cost of living increase issues and just really created this, this hyperinflation of city government that has to end. Well, we have, Patrick, we have on top of that, we don't just have the poor spending habits. We have fees for the city that haven't been raised in 30, 40, 50 years. So we have issues with, I'm sorry, but it costs more now to do the same thing that we did in, 2020, in 2000. You can't ignore that and walk away from it. And, and that ranges from everything from parks and rec all the way across Con the board to water department, fees. construction, development. Um, last week... Um, somebody let me know that a uh, plan development change, a, a comp plan change, um, costs uh, the city charges a thousand dollars to do that. Uh, it costs the city three thousand dollars. The county charges eight thousand dollars to do it. And it's the same thousand dollars they've been charging for a long time. Yes, and and none of that has ever gotten passed on to the consumer. And the problem is, why should we? Why should why should I, as a taxpayer, 
have to pay make up the difference. How about I, the, I didn't take them to raise. The credit card fees. Oh, yeah, the credit card fees. Yes, absolutely. They have not been for the water company. If you call in to pay your water bill with your credit card, the city it's, is eating that eating 3%. That. City eats it's it. over a million dollars a year. It's. I, re, I remember that. Let's go Mario, back to the callers. Yeah, we've got John, John on the line with us, and John has been patiently waiting from Palmetto. John, thank you so much for hanging in there with us. What say you about today's topic? Well, I've had to listen to the... Not had to listen. I don't mean that joke. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's a weird way to start out, John. We forgive you for that coming out wrong. Weird way to start out. No, it didn't come out completely wrong. No, but, but really, everybody there is to blame, along with... We... Here is one fix. Impact fees. Now, impact, impact fees are supposed to cover the impact. I've been a reporter for years, and I've been set in a lot of different counties. And, and they're all, they all, I mean, I've heard even on you guys talk about growth and how good their growth is. And it's good we're getting more people. Not, it's only going to hurt us if you don't have sufficient impact fees to cover what? The impact. Truth. The impact goes from every, there's no aspect in which the impact does it. When you, when we, and we sit there and stroke these developers and we look for land developers to, you know, what, we're creating our own mess. And and it's not going to be you're not going to do it by shuffling a few cards and and, fix, and and trying to fix this or that because they're hot button issues. you you know I'll, I'll t- just take for instance the water. You know uh, you know we we don't really have that much water problems. We've just given so much away and we've invested so much in alternative sources that that's eating that's always eating. It's always eating more than than we can ever get back to us. But if you're not going to raise the impact fees and we're not going to sit down and not grow for a few years and work on the people that are here. Here, here. Yeah. yeah. And for for people who are listening and don't know, impact fees basically get passed on to the the people who are arriving new to this area. We're making an impact on services. Typically, they're the ones who are buying the new houses. The new houses have the impact fees on them. Um, I've got no problem with that. And as a matter of fact, I, I tried pushing for impact fees, increases and new impact fees like the public safety impact and, fees. And that has been debated. I mean, what, I think that was Charlie and Lewis were both having conversations about that. I mean, I, I think the public support for something like that is there, but totally. I, I just don't know why. I mean, like, so much of this, and I don't mean to cut our call off, but it feels like so much of this is political malpractice by the mayor. That well, this was well, poorly yeah, organized I, and thought through. Well, well, it's, it's going to impact. I, I've said impacts are far, far more than they, we've been digging a big hole with them. It's not something you would have to more than double them. But, but what you need to do is to start assessing the best, what it actually costs. And that, that'll scare you enough to where people will put their pen back away and quit writing checks. John, as you know, the, the, the builders and the legislatures in Tallahassee fight anything having to do with impact yep. fees. And anytime local, anytime local government tries to do something along those lines, we hear from Tallahassee, and they end up preempting us. Thanks for your call, man. Thank you oh, so yeah, much, John. We appreciate your participation. Thank you, John. We're, we're not allowed to change impact fees until uh, any construction-related fees because of Ian. Um, it, they cannot be changed until 2025, state statute. Oh, they put a hold so, on them? Yes, they put a hold on them. But the thing about it is, I asked last week, where are the impact fees? 
Who takes the impact fees? At what point do they get processed? Who in the city is the person who does the processing of impact fees? I got a big, long memo from the legal department. So I'm not done with that, but I've been busy with this budget. So, um, and, and I know Councilman Dingfelder, when he was councilman, he asked in June of 2021, um, hey, how about some public safety impact fees? Sure, remember and in month. October, no, because I was told I was wrong, so I had to look it up. And in October, chief, uh, the chief of staff came back to city council and said, oh, we don't need those. Mm -hmm. Well, here we are. We need them. We needed them then, and we need them now because we don't have the money to pay for this stuff. And why should, why should the citizens who've lived here for years? One of the big things about this, um, this tax increase proposal that people forgot, and I think um, Nori Miller... I got no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I've totally screwed it up. My na my name's wrong. I, that was way wrong. <laughs> Bottom line is that we've got folks who live in certain parts of the city. If you start looking at their tracks, they haven't paid their taxes for this year. Yeah. How can we put a burden on those folks, even if it's four dollars a month, six dollars a month, when those people don't have the money to pay the taxes themselves? I mean, my Tico bill <clears throat> last month was four fourteen. Exactly. Reminding everybody, if you'd like to get in on this conversation, now's the time as we're rapidly coming to the third quarter, end of the third quarter of this show, 813-239-9663. Email us, and I'm going to read a couple of emails in just a moment, dj at wmnf.org. Text us at 813-433-0885. One of our emails this morning comes in, says, <clears throat> I believe it's misleading, but please clarify, you say 30% increase in property tax. How much percentage is the city tax of the total property tax we pay in Hillsborough County? What is the net increase because of the city's 30% increase. Can anyone speak to that? If you take a look at your trim notice, the last two columns, the yellow and the green column on your trim notice, it is specifically divided out and it can show you that. I mean, we would, I, I don't think we'd You'd have to have one to look at right here. and discuss that at length, yeah. but those last two columns and, and, and there's a row in there that says, uh, it says, city, it says city, it says, it says county, it says right. library, exactly. it says this, it says that. But those two, that, that row will tell you exactly the difference between what Patrick is saying and what the mayor was yeah. wanting. And Stephanie, everybody's already receiving that tax bill. They're in the but, mailbox right now. But I have right to now. warn you, the trim notice doesn't tell you the whole story. No. The stormwater charges are not on your trim notice. Right. In my case, I own a commercial building. I pay, I think, around sixteen, eighteen hundred dollars worth of stormwater fees that just don't appear as a tax. Uh, also, uh, well, I think if you're CDC, targeted your building for that. Absolutely, she she saw it on on Google Earth. <laughs> you and were she said, blind. I am going to get that guy. He's got <laughs> a big roof. He's in trouble. Um, and so you have CDCs up in North Tampa. You got special tax districts in the county. You've got garbage that's on your t uh, property tax bill. You've got uh, a storm stormwater charge there, and, and all those had increases, but they're not seen on your trim notice. And your water and sewer bill sure. goes up every yeah. single year for 30 years. Yeah, And so I was looking at a trim notice today, because uh, I got a bunch of trim notices around the city as I was doing my research, and I was looking at one, and their total tax was just $4,000, but 600 of it wasn't on the trim notice. Right. It was down below the line of, of, of what appears on a trim notice. So that's about 18%, 19% of the, their taxes. Just they don't even are aware of until they get the bill. Hmm. 
Sneaky, sneaky. How about how about taking another quick call, shall we? Because today is, a, is we, we have hit a nerve today, apparently, because people are calling in and want to make comment on this. So, caller, we're coming to you now. Apparently, this gentleman's name is Guido. Is that correct? Do I have that correct? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Guido, citizen in West Camp. I, I, I work downtown. We, we, we don't recognize that name at all. Councilman Councilman Guido Maniscalco, welcome to our show. Oh, my He's heroes are calling boy in. This week for Guido Maniscalco, oh, do I have me. that correct? Chairman, Chairman Guido Thank Maniscalco. That's right, J.D. Put some respect four, on his name. One of the four votes against this tax. Welcome, Guido. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Uh, I've been listening, and, um, you know, it's been a very interesting week and listening from the uh, feedback, you know, post, post-mortem, post-Tuesday from, uh, you know, everything that we've heard. And, you know, we have to keep in mind, it wasn't just Tuesday, you know, and, and, and public comment that we received, but since the budget was proposed, you know, and, and, and you know, by the mayor at the beginning of August, it was, it was like a 24-7 cycle of emails, 99% again. And then people got their trim notices a couple weeks ago. I think that's when the sticker shock really hit a lot of folks. And then, you know, the communication kept coming. And then with that, you know, the Times was, was very critical until the day of, you know, Tuesday morning or online. It was out a little bit before how they were opposed to it. And, you know, they look at the data. You know, like I said, I know we have Mr. Mantega there. They were opposed to it. You know, you had neighbors, you know, some neighborhood groups opposed to it, individual people, business leaders. There was just. You know, I, I've never I've never seen in my time on council something so unpopular. And you can ask the question of when is the right time to raise taxes, but you know, 2016 when we didn't storm water, 2018 with when the millage was increased, you know, when it was proposed and whatnot, you didn't have the the housing crisis, you didn't have the insurance crisis, you didn't have the inflation, you didn't have the you know, Jason mentioned the Tico bill. You know, mine almost doubled. I mean, it's just one thing after another, especially. In the summer, um, my car insurance, you know, renewed in June, you know, that went up another $50 a month. And then, you know, special assessments, uh, all this stuff. And uh, I think people are they're struggling, you know. Um, it doesn't matter if someone's rich, poor, middle class people, you know, it, they have to pay those bills. And it's coming out of somewhere. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's very impactful. So... Um, you know, we have to live within our means. We have to tighten our belts. We need to sharpen our pencils. And, you know, there's needs and wants. And uh, we just have to be, you know, careful with every dollar moving forward. And, and that's really it. So, Mr. Chairman, um, next Wednesday, I think it is, you have another budget workshop. And the administration, I think, is not being very cooperative. And they're basically saying, okay, if, you, if you're not going to pass our budget, then you go ahead and figure it out yourselves. How are you going ma- to maneuver that? How are you going to manage that? So I've been, you know, we, we had a city council meeting all day yesterday, and then in the evening, you know, I spent till 11 o'clock last night sitting down with what kind of options we, we could look at. So, you know, personnel costs and any new positions that were being proposed in this budget. I think there's 30-something um, new positions, right? We have to see those positions. We have to see what we can cut. We can also look at um, positions from the, the you know previous budget and look at uh, positions that have been budgeted for and money allocated for, but that have been vacant for more than six months, looking at you know possibly eliminating those because payroll costs add up very quickly. Um, I've mentioned the reserve. It, it's unpopular. It, it might be something we could look at, whatever it is, but... 
we have our credit and bond ratings that are, you know, AAA and whatnot. You know, it's, it's deeper than that. But how much can we look at taking from the reserve while maintaining the minimum that's required without affecting our credit and bond ratings? That's going to be several million dollars. Um, you know, try to look everywhere before just, you know, going to the millage increase. It's so easy to say, raise the millage, we need funds. That's not, that's not the responsible way of doing business because it's, it's the public's money. And we now, you know, we have to scrutinize everything. And there's just a lot of questions like, you know, the, the, we're going to pave the roads with this millage increase, but the paving budget was decreased. We're going to hire police to fire 30, you know, 30 officers here, 30 officers, you know, 30 and 30. Um, that's not in the budget, but it's, it's how it works is, you know, with the police. It's kind of, it's kind of, kind of, kind of smoke and mirrors, I would say, is, uh, is, is, is what they were proposing. In regard to the reserves, uh, Guido, it's funny, I was looking at that last night as well. Um, you know, I, I, I really admire the C, the CFO over there, Dennis Rojero. Um, he, Dennis likes to be very conservative, which is good. But they're, they were pushing for a 23% reserve, whereas the, the, their guidelines only speak to 20% reserve. Exactly. Over-reserve. The 3%, yeah. what by my calculation, amounted to like $15, $20 million of savings in the budget by itself. Yep. So if you reduce it down to 20%, you still have a huge reserve fund for hurricanes or any other exactly. emergencies that come That's up. true. But we also have to look at a couple of factors. And why is Tampa and the Tampa Bay area unique? Uh, you can say, well, what happens if there's a recession? Look at housing prices. Look at inflation. Look at the demand for people coming here. I don't think from one year to the next, when we have a 13% increase in property tax revenue, let's say it drops to 10% you know, next year. We still have an increase. So we can always replenish uh, in the reserves. We can always put money back. We can... Uh, we're we're trying to maneuver now. We're trying to approve a budget now before the end of the fiscal year, um, and try to get there as painless as possible without having to. Oh, we're going to have to. You know, under the your administration, there were layoffs. It was a different scenario with the housing market crashing, lost revenues in the city. Councilmember Dingfelder, you were there. Very difficult uh, situation. We're not in that situation. I think we can make responsible reallocations. We're not making budget cuts. Moving forward with this budget, we are reallocating and reassessing in the most responsible manner without having to go to the taxpayers for an increase and sacrificing the quality of services. Because pa Patrick, do you agree? Uh, he's absolutely right. We are not cutting the budget. We are increasing the budget from last year. We are going to be buying more. We are paying our, our staff more. The city is moving forward. This is not the mayor just you know, gave you a longer list. We're just reducing the list, but the list is still bigger than last year's list. So, exactly. so we've got more revenue. This isn't the city in trouble. This is not so, overspending. So uh, Guido's got it right. If we started with last year's budget and started adding on to it, that might be an easier practice than trying to cut back on what she's written. And Ms. the real issue exactly. is the administration refused to show where they put the money in the budget. The budget came to the budget committee and to city council. Well, it was presented, and then six days later, the budget was given to the folks. And so, I mean, six days when you're talking about a thousand pages is a lot of time and a lot of energy that was deferred because they would not publish the document. Sort of a lack of transparency. I mean, just every single the, part of this. The right thing. 
the right thing to do, the right thing to have done was, you know, we get we get called in and we meet with, you know, certain, you know, people in the administration for our budget act. You know, what should have been said and disclosed to us was, you know, we just want you to know, you know, we, we may be considering a millage increase. So, you know, what you ask for, we may have to do X. And it wasn't dis- disclosed until we sat down with really the, uh, with the mayor. Wow. And I'm thinking this is. This is a big ask in the current economic climate of everything that I talked about earlier. Another thing that we haven't touched on, and I know uh, Councilmember Miranda's brought it up and others, the CIT is going to expire in a few Mm -hmm. years. The CIT would have to be put on the ballot next year. And I don't want to jeopardize the possibility of the CIT failing. Because if you look at 1996, I think the CIT passed by like half percent after failing uh, before that. And um, and what does that generate? It generates a lot more than this thing, right? Oh, yeah. It generates a lot of money. It's a 30-year dedicated fund. How the county would allocate what percentage to the city, we will we will find out, you know, should this be renewed. But we saw how all for transportation um, did not pass. You know, it's, it's, it's very delicate, you know. I mean, the, the county commission could say, well, we're not going to put her on the ballot. Uh, whatever they can do. But if we're going to be increasing the millage, increasing the economic impact on people, by next year, they could say, you know, we need relief. We, need, you know, we can't take it anymore, even though it's business as usual with the CIT. But the benefit of the CIT is 30, 40 percent of that revenue is coming from people visiting our area. And tourism is good for this area. And those dollars help us to allocate money for police, fire, for our roads. The CIT can go to so much. And that, that's a precious uh, lifeline, you know, 30 years if it's renewed. It's huge. It's huge. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, I hate to cut you off. Um, um, We've got a couple minutes left in the show to wrap up. We appreciate all you do, and we appreciate your 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 no vote uh, the other night. Thank you. Thank you, Guido. I'll see you soon. Thank you. So we got one more caller, guys, real quick before we come to the close of the show. She's been waiting patiently for the last 10 minutes. Layla, did I pronounce that correctly? Are you there? Yes, my name is actually pronounced Leela. I'm from Brandon. I feed the homeless for the last 15 years. We had two casualties in the last two weeks on our roads in Brandon. Two females were killed on the, you know, trying to cross the street, trying to cross Highway 60. Transportation is very important. I think that when I heard that, I think, and I may be incorrect, that there was a 10% increase proposed for 50% of the city employees by uh, Mayor Castor, maybe I have that incorrect. I was uh, astonished that something like that would be even considered with the demise that we have throughout the county on infra- infrastructure projects. But I applaud um, the fact that we did save the arts program. And I uh, just think that we should go back and do an audit and publish that audit of all the employees, Hillsborough County and the city, and what they make per year, how long they've been with the government, and whether or not that's equitable to our regular citizens that are paying the tax bill for all of this. Thank you. Here, here. Thanks Thank for you. Calling. Thank you so much, Lita. That's some strong. That's some strong opinion right there. But she's. It sounds to me like she knows what she's talking about. She's right. Yeah. So we got some final words, Stephanie. Well, um, where, final words. Where those numbers came from. The well, t- not final, the, but the, for the day. The ninety-six top money makers, the department heads, and their whoever works for them. Of the ninety-six. 51 of them receive, will, will receive an increase of more than 10%.
in salary. This so if year. they're making a hundred thousand, that's a cool ten thousand. Uh, uh, yeah. Go higher. Oh well, yeah, that, yeah. Just that's, that's, I mean, for round numbers. Yeah, cut. it's a yeah. really nice place, and I love some of those people. I dearly love some of those people. But when I met with Chief uh, Bennett two days ago, I said. Isn't there like a rule in HR about you can't give half of your people those kind of increases? And he says, yeah, it's 10, 80, 10. And I'm like, well, then why is it 51 out of the top 96? Hmm. You know, I, that's, that's my question. And so, um, you know. And how much money does that, did that amount that to? That was just for those 96, it was like 1.4 million. There which you equals go. About a $1,400 uh, $1, a month. Increase and those are those people are that already making more than a hundred thousand yes, dollars a year. Yes, I, I I only had a couple that that were over, uh, that were under, and they were really close. Yeah, and, and I deleted. Some I should money. go back to working for the city. Clearly, there you go. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> Patrick. It didn't include city council. That's for sure. Where do we go from here? Well, first of all, I want to uh, acknowledge my heroes of the week: Lynn Hertek. Charlie Miranda, Bill Carlson, Guido Maniscalco. When Charlie Miranda and Bill Carlson vote, <laughs> vote together, you know something's going on. Amen. You know it's got to be bad. <laughs> Amen. Um, uh, and, and so they stopped this, uh, and, uh, and, and they were under pressure. Mayor was calling these people while the meeting was going on. Wow. Oh, I, I was told and, there and were last-minute pushes to try to achieve sure. some kind of 11th-hour compromise. Uh, I have absolutely. the good sources. Now, uh, so I have to tell you, since there's voters out there, Gwen Henderson... Alan Clendenin and Louis Vieira did not vote to. They supported the mayor. Uh, well, they did. They they voted against three of uh, two of those voted against the mayor's budget. Only Henderson fully supported the mayor's budget. Mm -hmm. Yes. The others still wanted some sort of a tax increase. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, those are heroes. You know, when you when you go to to vote next time, uh, remember them, talk to them, find out you know if they can justify what they did. But. Um, 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 you know, very glad that this uh, uh, turned out the way it is. And I'm happy to put my back into it and find money for roads and, and, and push the CIT next year and things like that. Agreed. And, and that is a rather significant back. If, if, you're, taking, if you're taking score at home, when Patrick Mantega leads, leans in, boys and girls, you better sit up and pay attention. Patrick, you mentioned $1.9 billion. <clears throat> that was a figure that you threw out a little while ago. You know what else $1.9 billion might get you? Might buy you the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm just saying, if anybody's out there with 1.9 billion. Yeah. Patrick Montego, Stephanie Pointer, we so appreciate you coming down here and spending the morning with us. Thank you for having Thank me. You. Thank you, everybody. And listen, Jason, thanks again for being at the board for us. We'd like to thank all of our callers, our emailers, and our texters today. Special thanks to Irene, our phone screener, who did a marvelous job. And on behalf of our engineer, Jason Marlowe, our co-host, John Dingfelder, I'm Mario Nunez saying salud. And happy days. We want you to stay tuned now for The Skinny with Mitch Perry, Ray Roa, and Ben Montgomery. Have a terrific weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening.